0: Good morning, good to see you, good to be seen, good to be seen. Blessings to those joining us online today and tapping back in later. We send you our greetings and our love and our blessings on the four corners of the earth. We thank God for you and thank you that you're part of us wherever you're from. Uh, Let's cover in prayer, but I have a few things I want to show us before we go. Father, we thank you, Lord, for for the unction of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you're covering us and blessing us. We thank you, Lord, that every word that is said is unto your glory and your glory alone. And we thank you, Father, that we know that you have a plan and destiny for each and every person's life. Let us be those whose eyes open up. And we hear and we walk in that favor, that covenant favor that you've promised us, so that we can be all that we can be, and not only be all that we can be, Father, but to please you, and to have a faith that does good works for you. We thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name, and all God's people said. Amen. We have a video for Friday night that we want to share with you Um they've prepared it i believe it's from the international christian embassy jerusalem just to for me to dwell and build upon that a little bit more we you know of course this is our passion this is our heart this is the full circle of faith and obedience to god because pleasant valley at one time had a doctrine that was permeating it that believed in the replacement theology Replacement theology, the Jews were replaced by the church and there were no more promises to Israel or to the Jews that that was replaced and all of that was done in the New Covenant because of the rejection. And um, myself and a few others, uh, we, we rebuked that, rebuked it from the podium. And then as God went through a transition in that church for about nine months, I was the interim uh, pastor-speaker and so I began to give that doctrine strong and true. And uh, today, today it's, it's a, uh, what we would call a Christian Zionist church. A Christian Zionist church believes in the promises and calling of God through Christ unto the Jew and the Gentile. And so it's full circle. And uh, I bless God for that. Because that's family, that's part of our family. Those are our roots. And uh, we love the people there. And whenever I go back, I see people that I saw a long time ago. And then I see the new generations of those people. And the older generations have mostly passed away that were there. And uh, Chip is doing a great job there as their pastor. And I thank God that he's called him up from the ranks. And he's accepted that mantle. And that he's pastoring the church there. So this is a sister church to us. We love them. We bless them, we're standing with them. And for that reason, we want to sow into them anyway with what they're doing. And so part of that sowing is making it available for everybody from this church to be able to go. And if they do a love offering and you want to to sow into that love offering, that's between you and the Lord. But we're going to make that, that offering. And I want to also extend that. It doesn't just have to be people from this church. Remember, we're a generous church. We're a church that gives. And any opportunity we have for somebody to participate uh, in the kingdom of God and to participate in supporting God's call to the Jews in this hour, we're in. No holds barred, no conditions. So invite them, bring them, let us know when you get there we'll tell them to sign their name if we don't have them there already by all means keep nobody out that's not who we are that's not who we are whenever we've had an occasion here we've opened the doors wide and clear to anybody and everybody and typically the doors get stormed and a lot of people come but they get to receive the love and to see the generosity of christ the generosity our god's a generous god and he honors generosity, amen. And what is more behooving to us than to be generous with the gifts of God that we have, amen? So let's watch this. We'll turn the lights down a little bit, and uh, and see what's coming. On it starts Friday night, right? Yes. Friday night and Saturday.
1: The whole earth is filled with His glory.
0: Amen. Amen. Lord, a hand. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to send a special shout-out. They've asked not to be recognized, but we'll point in a direction out to the west coast, uh, north part of the west coast. Okay, I won't go any further than that, honoring your request, but we had a a really blessed Melchizedek offering come in. And I I want you to get confidence in this. I want you to understand what a covenant-keeping God is. You know, the Lord... Honors our covenants with him, but he waits for us to step out He waits for us to sow into the covenant that God has given us of ourselves of our love of our faith and of our money That's part of the covenant of God and when you fulfill that the Lord will never somebody say never. Never. never He will never ever let you come up empty Never I promise you that I can say that because that's in the Word of God and I can say that from Personal experience for myself my family the church the ministry God will never ever let you come up empty and We had a number (laughs) Our number which we've exceeded for the budget that we were starting with in uh, Kenya was $18,000 a lot of money for a small church and a small ministry right um, and we knew we had more than that we have the tickets for our team going out we have the rooms for our team going out we're blessing them with some uh, uh, audio equipment that the teams bring into them so it exceeded that but when we first came to that budget I prayed and prayed and that number came up and I just remember walking in here about five six weeks ago by myself and I said Lord This is yours now. We're in. We're in, Lord. I had that conversation with him right here. Mano a mano. (laughs) Lord, we're in. So you do what you're going to do. For us, we're going to sow in the kingdom of God. And how much do you think that offering was last week? $18,000 to the penny. coincidence? I don't think so. And you know what? I believe the rest of it's going to come in. Because that's who our God is. That's who our God is. The Lord honors a heart that serves the kingdom of God. We serve Him with our love. We serve Him with our praise, our worship, our testimonies, our faith, our works, and our money. And this is who this church is this is who this ministry is you're not supporting pastors in this church the pastors have to defend for themselves we go to work we work and we sow and we believe god for it and ralph has the lord ever let you down kimmy is god blessing beyond what you can believe patty Is God blessing you? If Jimmy was here, he'd tell you the same thing. And those of you who are pastors in this, Don, Sandy, is God blessing you? Beyond what you think? God blesses. And that's who we are. Right? Brian? How you guys doing? Okay? God's blessing, right? He's opening doors. So what comes into this house is dedicated to kingdom of God. And we're those who are always watching. We're watching and discerning. Lord, where are you pointing us at? Where are we going to be able to bless for the kingdom of God? And because of you and what has happened with people that support us, you've blessed so many people in so many places. You're not even aware of all of them. You're not aware of the orphans the Arabs and and, and Israeli little Jewish children that have been blessed by you with their book bags and their money to get lunches to go to school. You're not even aware sometimes of what's happening in India with the eight touch heaven churches that have been planted. You're not even aware a lot of times of what's happening in Africa with not only the orphans but the 30-some churches that have been planted there. You're not even aware of those little things that when somebody comes and we hear and we understand and we respond to a need for somebody in the house or to somebody outside this house. You're not even aware. And we're just a small little flea on the the back of the elephant for what God allows us to participate in Pakistan with. You know, God has put us in a very special place. Because we're in covenant with Him. And we keep covenant with God. Not law. Covenant. And too many times, too many times the preaching that comes out and the understanding that comes out is, whoa, we got to be careful about covenant teaching and doing works. No, 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 no. Being in covenant with God is about all of that. It's about merited favor, an unmerited favor they both come in covenant both of them so we're gonna dive into that a little bit more but I just want to give God all the glory all the glory now I'm gonna tell you something and and um, I don't see Alyssa and Mike here but I think she's in the back helping and but we got to get a hold of him I know I saw her walking in the back but Mike I got to grab because as I was walking through here praying this morning You know what the Lord told me? He said, son, it's time for a new floor. I said, a new floor? I thought maybe it was spiritual, like, you know, our feet are going to walk. He said, no, you idiot, a new floor. (laughs) So I said, okay, Lord, and he showed me. He showed me where the new floor goes and the defines of the new floor. And I thought for a second, you know, the construction mindset cut in. I started thinking square footage and styles and everything else. So then I laughed. I said, Lord, you pick it out. We'll put it in. And I said, we happen to have one of the best people in the whole, in the whole nation to put that in for us. But we're going to pay him because he'll, he'll, it's a big job. And he'll say he doesn't want to pay, but we're going to pay him because we want to bless him. So let's begin to pray about that, but we're going to have a new floor throughout the fellowship, a new floor throughout the entrance, a new floor into here. That's what the Lord said to do. Hey, it's been 10 years, right? It's 10 years time we get, we got to change. And I know, I know Dwayne's all after me about doing something with this carpeting on the stage. So maybe we'll throw that into if he's nice, if he's good we'll see we'll see how he returns from Africa give the Lord a hand and bless him. and and we have three people that are in the final uh, stretch of heading off to Africa to represent this church in the kingdom of God to teach our pastors and leaders from our churches there who are coming in and they're gonna teach them what we have the doctrine that we have established in the theology in this house. We're gonna, they're cutting edge, they already know they're helping to prepare the way, but they're not only gonna be taught, they're gonna be equipped and they're gonna be activated so that they can go out and multiply. So uh, one is Dwayne, he's up above, one is Patty and one is Ralph. Uh, somebody tell Dwayne to come down uh, Tyler, if you have to go, spare him off. I want the three of you to come up here, and uh, Kimmy, I want you to come up too. And uh, Dwayne's daughter, you come up. Family, come up. We want to anoint and pray for you. I'm going to ask Anwar and Nita to anoint you, and I want the whole church to pray. Now, listen to me. You know, it always sounds glorious and glamorous to go out let me tell you something that's a real challenge especially when you're going out in apostolic power and authority to change nations if you think that the giants in your life are big you don't know how big they are until you go to take a nation or nations now we've gone before them we've knocked out a lot of those giants we've declared that area that area is turned to God we've had Revival in that area. We've had bridges built. We've had the witch doctors chased out of town. We had the Iman chased out of town. There's no more moss there. God has prepared the way. But I'm sure if I were to talk to each one of them, and I'm not going to because we're not going to glamorize that, they would say, man, we've had some stuff to go through, huh? You guys going to say amen to that? They've been going through some stuff. And when I hear about it, I laugh like a a father who's realizing the children are getting on a bicycle and they're gonna fall down a couple times. I'd love to commiserate with them, but I say welcome, (laughs) welcome to the fight. And at the same time, we're gonna prop them up, hold them up, we're gonna pray for them. How many of you are gonna make a covenant with them and God right now and say, I'm gonna be praying for them every day, multiple times per day, and to cover their families? and to go before them. How many are saying that? Would you do that, please? And online? Now make that covenant. Keep that covenant. God will put them on your heart. He might wake you up 3 o'clock in the morning. Pray for them. Hold them up strong, both while they're going, while they're there, and on their way back, and their families. Because the enemy is, is, is a wolf, and he always looks to pick off areas and weaknesses. And the biggest challenges I've had with family is when i'm going or out when i'm going or out that's where because you know if 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 the the devil hits somebody strong in faith head on they know what they got but when it picks away at the weaknesses of your flock that's where you've got to be strong and hold up right who is braden here braden come on up son come on Get next to your dad. Son, come up and get next to your dad. You sit next to your dad. You stand up with your father. There you go. You stand right next to your dad. There you go. This is a good young man. He's got a big destiny in front of him. I'm very proud of him. Very proud of him. A couple years from now, he's going to be entering into things that are going to be a life pattern for him and I've been praying for that for years. You see, some people they get a little wondering about his spunk. I like his spunk cuz I know what the Lord's going to do with that spunk. I don't want the Lord to take that spunk out of him. I want the Lord to fire up that spunk and to put him on fire for the things of God. And it will happen. It will happen. It'll happen. He's not only a bright guy, he's a very athletic guy. And he and he's got a lot of curiosity. About things. God's going to use that in a mighty way. I didn't mean to do that to you, but it's all right. (laughs) I love you. All right, so I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to ask, um, give somebody, give uh, Anwar a mic. I don't care, Anwar, afterwards, if you pray in your own language or another language, and Nita, you too. But right now, I'm going to say, Father, in Jesus' name, anoint these your servants as you've already had. Father, activate them fully in all the things of the Holy Spirit, all of the remembrance of the teaching and wisdom that they've received. Let them, Father, be able to be like a fine, sharpened sword. Let them go, Father, with a signet. Father, I send them, Lord, in the apostolic authority and power, and that, Lord, wherever they go, wherever their feet step, that they will have dominion, They will have favor. They will have peace. They will have health. That, Father, You will summon people unto them. And they will be able to discern what, Father, is genuine and what is disingenuous. They will not waste pearls, Lord, on what is disingenuous. But they will plant deep treasures in those that are genuine. Let them call forth, Father, people that have no titles. Let them call forth and find those that have latent gifts inside of them and activate them and bring them out. Let them, Father, train and equip these leaders and activate them and send them back out that they will multiply 10, 100, 1,000 fold, that, Father, nations will fall at their feet and that they will send a message to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Father, protect them. Protect them, protect their families, protect their finances. Lord, I go even further, and I say multiply and be fruitful in their finances even while they're gone. Make deposits for them, Lord, as they make sacrifices. And Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. Keep the people there safe, the people traveling. Vincent and his wife and our our leaders there, keep them safe. Keep their families safe, Lord God. We ask you for hedges of protection and glory about them and everywhere that they go. Everywhere that they go, yes, Father, Jesus. bless them and keep them. And Father, let them see miracles upon their families while they're gone. Let them come back and see how the Lord moves. Not by power, not by their might, but by your Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anwar, if you would. Dear Heavenly Father,
2: we are so thankful to you that my Father. Declare blessing over Patty, Raf, Devane, and families. And Holy Spirit, we bring your, We bring every person in your mighty hand, and we declare supernatural blessing. When they start to walking in this place to Africa, your angel go beyond them. And Holy Spirit. You do create a miracle through Patty, Ralph, and Devane. And when they're going to teach and preach, you come in free cup and do save many soul in Jesus' name. We bless supernaturally, spiritually, physically, financially in
0: Jesus' name. Amen. Give me power on this mic hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah
1: thank you Jesus thank you Holy Spirit this morning thank you Jesus this is your team this is this is your protection be protections is not, not my hands not Pastor Frank not Anwar not church but your protections and the rounding and surrounding because you are Alpha mega you are the protector you Holy Spirit then they go you go with Him. They go, no virus, no dingy virus, no virus. He, he protected yes. with your spirit. With your spirit, Holy Spirit. We claim you. They go north, south, east and west. Yes. They, they go with your glory of the God. Yes. S- they save in the souls. In north, east and west. That you can done for in, in, in earth. This is your mission. This is your glory. This is not us. Goals, this is your goals. Touch heaven is your ministry. And they go in Africa. They sell, they save the souls. They save the souls.
2: In Jesus' name, they save the souls.
1: We save in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We pray for a We pray for the Patty. And we pray for the brother Ralph. They go, Holy Spirit, Spirit. they win the souls
2: and they they preach the the word of God.
1: They win the harvest in Jesus' name. They win the harvest in Jesus' name.
2: Amen,
1: amen. 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 Thank you for glory. Thank you for this month and thank you, Pastor Frank. They preach in third and fourth, the words gone beyond the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Would you, would you both please go and lay hands on them? Yes. Go lay hands on them and, as the Lord leads you. Please. Shisha Khoya Shasa. Pray church. Pray with them. Thank you, speak. Jesus. 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 Shisakuriya <laughs> Shasa. As
2: you use being in Pakistan, use Patty and the free And the Holy Spirit, she cannot speak. You speak to God. And do creative signs and wonders. And Holy Spirit, you supernatural and creator miracles. Many testimonies come are in Jesus' name and our family, yes. Braden and my sister came, and Holy Spirit you use abundantly like Renard Bonke you use in Africa. Same, this team will become a winning soul factory yes. in Africa in Jesus' name. Yes. They are going to represent Touch Heaven Church. Yes. My father, Pastor Frank, and mom, Lorley, and all the team members, we bless all wow. my family, all my this team members, and we declare supernatural blessings yes. like Renard Bonke. Yeah. When they go, give them supernatural yeah. favor. Yeah. And Holy yeah. Spirit, where they travel, yeah. your supernatural spirit, Holy yeah. Spirit, yeah. move there supernaturally. And many signs, many wonders, and we will be listening many testimonies yeah. and good reports from Africa. Yeah. And million souls come yeah. to Christ yeah. in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand and bless Him. Now pray for Him. Please pray for Him. Keep Him up in your prayers and their families. And thank you so much. Well, we don't have that much time left, so I'm not going to get into that much at this moment. Um, I just really feel that we needed to tend to some of these things that are more important in the Lord right now. Right? What a what an honor and a blessing that the Lord entrusts this house with souls there's nothing more important than the lord to entrust us with souls do you know that you have the authority the right the favor to to impact lives for redemption unto god but you we can also be a bad witness unto the lord amen righteousness and justice are the pillars they're the pillars of god's faith with us righteousness Injustice. Because of humanity's inability to keep covenant with God up until Jesus Christ, he had to solve the righteousness issue before he administered the justice issue. Because if he administered justice before Christ making us righteousness, it'd be time for something other than a flood, right? Right? It'd be time for something else to wipe out humanity because nobody, nobody is righteous before God except through the blood of Jesus Christ. So the Lord solved the righteousness issue. He solved it for us. But it doesn't mean that it comes to us without obligations because reviewing what I began a couple weeks ago about covenant, covenant is more than a contract. It's more than just an agreement. It's about relationships. If we enter into covenant to pray for these people with them and God, that's relational. That's not a contract. Contracts can have no relationship whatsoever, right? You could sell a car to somebody, you don't know them, maybe never see them, right? You can buy a house, you meet them for a few minutes, you go to a close, and there's no relationship. But in the marriage covenant, it's all about relationship. And in the family covenant, it's all about relationship. In the covenant that we have is as a family and a church together, we're in covenant and it's relationship. And it's relationship with the ministries that we're allowed to, to be joined to and the people that we're involved with. And in the kingdom service of God, it's all about relationship. It has nothing to do with the legalism of works, it has to do with relationship. And because of that, then the Lord says, now I can also be the one who administers justice. Because justice without righteousness is doom and gloom. But you have to stay in covenant with God. And so we see that, you know, even in our country, there's a teetering of justice. There's a teetering of justice. Now, the Lord's very clear. We're not going to make it about that sermon today, but Romans 1 and Romans 2, very clear about what the Lord looks for. Paul got it because Paul understood covenant before Jesus Christ. He was a covenant keeping soldier for radical Judaism, Hebraism in that day, right? He was out trying to eliminate Christians who were a cult to him and who were a blaspheme of Adonai, the one and only God. He thought he was serving his faith the right way until he had his Damascus way experience. And the Lord shook him up and took all that good stuff that was inside of him and said, now let me send you down to Syria, to Damascus, for about three years so you could sort this garbage out in your head. And he went there. And, and, and he was able to disciple, to be discipled, And most of all, he was bathed in the Holy Spirit so that everything in the Word of God jumped out at him. And remember, there was no New Testament. There was no New Testament. And that's why he became the author of the majority of the New Testament, because he was seeking God and finding these treasures and jewels. In the Old Testament and saying that was the Messiah that's about the new covenant that's the new covenant with Jesus Christ I've moved from that covenant into this covenant and he would seek the Lord with a passion and desire and had the anointing to be able to bring it forth to us for the Pauline epistles right and they they enlighten us they it's like a it's like a nuclear bomb going off in our heads and in our spirits and our souls and all of a sudden we're alive And there's little explosions and implosions going on inside of us of the revelation of the kingdom of God. And we have the benefit of the full scriptures. When we cross over into the new covenant, we're not supposed to discard the law and the prophets. We're supposed to allow that to embellish us and fulfill us. Christ said, I've come to fulfill that. But he can't fulfill it if we reject it. But James had to deal with that too, didn't he? James had to deal with it and he had to say, Faith without works is dead. And he said, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith with works. James got it. Because what was happening about that time was there were people that felt they didn't need to do anything else because they were saved in grace. And Ephesians tells us we are saved by grace. But we're not saved by grace to become doormats. We're not saved by grace to just become selfish and self-serving is what James called it. And Paul amplified it to the Corinthians. Don't be self-serving. He said we're to give and to give generously. And that's why by the time I had a Pauline experience, I came out of the works. I came out of the law. I came out of sacrifice. I don't know too many people that were... That radical like me. I did sacrifices on a farm in Hubbard all by myself. Expecting to die if I didn't get it right. And so I understood it. And I had—I to, too needed some time to sort it all out. It's like Galatians. Oh, you be, bewitched Galatians. Who's taught you to go back into the law? It's so hard when you're coming out of the law, when you really practice the law, not just saying I was a Jew and I went to temple. Hey. <laughs> what really upset me there and pointed me towards a Messiah was nobody was practicing righteousness. The, I didn't see it. I didn't see the benefit of it. I remember the rabbi in the very last sermon before he threw me out of the temple, he was talking in the law. And he was in Leviticus, and you know, the law was given in Leviticus, and what you do if 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 you kill or injure your neighbor's bull right and 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 what it said in there was you got to give him a new bull and you got to make recompense and so he turned that around and made it a an analogy about a cadillac if you crush somebody's cadillac or smash it he said you got to get him a new one if you can't fix the old one i'm thinking to myself i'm getting here in an old oldsmobile that barely drives i got wipers that don't work and Cadillac? I'm gonna hit somebody's Cadillac and give them a brand new one. I can't even afford shoes. What's he talking about? And then I realized that something was wrong, really wrong with the message. And that all my works wasn't working out. And so what Paul and James realized is as as the the Jewish believers, remember, those were those were your they weren't called Christians then. They were called believers. Messianists, occult. And they were, they were gravitating towards faith without works. And so what it meant was they just keep it to themselves and beginning to apply and take all of the promises of the covenants, which there's many, we'll go over just a few of them. And they would take them and claim them for themselves, but without saying this is in relationship with the body of Christ. Or with the unbeliever so James said hey let me wake you up faith without works is dead and he said the body without the spirit is dead that's how he equated it he made it so strong that he said to them you're enjoying the fullness of the Holy Spirit you're enjoying the blessings of the Spirit well guess what your faith has no spirit in it if it's without works show me your faith without works let me show you mine with works, as unto God. And so, we understand, but we need to be reminded that righteousness and justice are the pillars of God that stand in the new covenant. Christ was made sin who had never sinned so that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. And that word main doesn't mean it's cultural. It's not a diploma. It's not a certificate. It's not something that you wear in your sleeve. It's inside. It's your soul. It's your persona. It's your spirit. It's everything that you are. Everything that you were before giving your life to Jesus and asking Him to forgive your sins and being washed by His eternal blood, which is the sin atonement, your, your character. Your makeup, your being was sin. You can say, but I... I," You can make all the excuses you want. You know how many people are going to try to make that plea to God when they're in front of them and they've rejected Christ? I don't want to be there to watch that day. I'm sure I'll be in heaven. Lord willing, I'm there. You know, I'm I'm not going to fall away from the Lord. That I won't do. And I know that that Merited grace Unmerited grace is the redemption in Jesus Christ I got that part down And I know I made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ I got that part down You got it too But one of my prayers is Lord I don't, I don't want to see the judgment seat Let me worship at the throne room I don't, I don't want my heart ripped out To watch people being rejected of God I don't know about you But to me that would be hell and heaven I prayed that I'm radical. I say, Lord, I, I don't even want to be part of that judgment. I don't want to judge those people. I, I have to defer that to you. I, let, me, let me play piano with Sonny and Leanne and Jeff. Let us Give us some new instruments, stuff we've never seen before. Let us worship the Lord through that ugly scene of God. And it will come. So we've been made the righteousness. And because we've been made the righteousness now, we have the right to, to justice and we have the right to a justice that is fair and equal now we go back to Romans 1 and Romans 2 Paul made it very clear what was considered unrighteousness to believers he went through a whole litany of it part of it was being selfish part of it was not giving lying deceiving adultery stealing Men having passions for men. Passions for wives falling away. Beloved, that's sin. Doesn't mean we hate the sinners. But it means we call sin, sin. Killing the unborn. That's sin. That's sin. We love those. And how many people, male and female, have participated in abortion that have found redemption and release at the cross? It's no different than any other sin. Listen to me. There's no such thing as levels of sin. (laughs) Sin that's not washed in the blood is enough to keep you out of heaven. Any sin that's washed in the blood is enough to get you into heaven. Sam Berkowitz, 1980, 1981. I prophesied son of Sam was gonna be saved. I didn't have any idea along with some other names. Son of Sam is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in death row. He's given freedom in the prison to go hold Bible studies. Killed 13 women in the park. Said a dog was talking to him. I believe a demon was talking to him. He believes a demon was talking to him because he's been washed in the blood. End it. He's asked the Lord for his forgiveness. I believe you get it. I think, Brother Sam, I'm going to see him in heaven. And he never goes before the board, whether they let him out or not. He says, no, I'm called here. I'm called here to these people to show them that God could do something with a man like me. He said, I'm not called out there. This is where I belong. And he said, I'll give my last breath serving the Lord on death row. And to the worst of the worst. the criminals that's what Jesus does justice justice the justice of man says kill him the justice of God says this life isn't going to be the one that determines you now I've got your soul justice and the scales of justice for a nation lay in what we do with the righteousness and the laws of God not the laws of man Man can legislate anything they want, but if it is not aligned with the law of God, then we're not those who are supposed to say that's what determines who I am. I'm not calling people to arms. I'm not calling anybody to take anything up physical. What I'm calling to do is to preach and speak the word of God and not to sacrifice what we know is of God because of political ideology. Listen to me strong. Because we're going to have to make those decisions in the next two years again in this country. We're going to have to decide how and who to vote for. I'm not saying don't vote, but you know what? Don't get caught up in any isms. Stay out of the isms. God says, and I'd like to call this scripture up in Micah 6. This is what God says, not what I say. Micah 6, let's go to verse 5, Started. You see, this is what? An Old Testament prophet. They call him a a minor prophet. He didn't have the impact of an Isaiah and a Jeremiah, but he still spoke out to his people at the time. And he was speaking about the injustice of the people of faith who thought they were just going to go out and do sacrifices and be religious and go out and serve against God and live a life that was detestable. Because they were living within the law of the place they lived, maybe it was okay. And he says, O oh my people, remember now what Balak king of Moab counseled. And what Balaam the son of Beor answered him from Acacia Grove to Gilgal that you may know the righteousness of the Lord that you may know the righteousness of the Lord he's calling them back to righteousness and what he's telling them is that those people that counseled with them that they listened to Moab and Balak and Balaam and from wherever they went because they had a big authority and a big government he's saying Listen, they're wrong. And he's speaking out now as a rebel. He's speaking out now as somebody who's speaking against the political and social culture of the day. Within that culture. Next verse. With what shall I come before the Lord? (laughs) He's saying it now to me. With what shall I come before the Lord? What shall you come before the Lord with? I bow myself before the Most High God. I'm bringing Him something. I'm coming and bowing to him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old. I'm within the law. Next. Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression and the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? The, listen, let that soak in. The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Well, Frank, you don't understand. you know, we, we've, we've evolved. We've evolved. I mean, you know, young people are being born and somebody got it wrong. They, they have the biology of a male, but they, they have the, the, the mindset and the soul of a female and they're choosing to be something different than their biology and you just don't understand frank they're coming out and these poor people have have been downtrodden and abused and neglected and rejected and now it's time for them to come out and to be respected against the law of god and you got to understand that you know no law can take over the control of a woman's womb i'm a woman and i have the right to determine what happens to that which comes out of my womb, it doesn't matter what God's law is. And I have the right, I mean, you know, you don't understand, I've come out of a bad way. I don't have the stuff that you have. So I'm gonna take your stuff. I'm gonna smash and have a whole mob of people come in and do everything from potato chips to the money. And no one's gonna arrest me because It's really not that serious and we have a right to take it because we need it and it's not going to hurt the store after all. And then they get caught. There's no justice. Back out, not even a bail the same day. Do the same thing next week. Why not? Because man's law is changing it. But God's law says, such people shall not inherit the kingdom of God, justice with righteousness. He really takes it down to the point of sacrificing the firstborn for a transgression. He's taking it back to the justice, the punishment on Egypt for God to let his people go. He's correlating the law, the covenants, Next one. He has shown you. I like this one. Oh man, it's like he has shown you, man, what is good? Huh? Now he's asking them. Now the hood's coming out in him. What is good? What does the Lord want from you? He's making it pretty simple. He's getting in their face. But to do justly, but to do justly but to do justly, to have justice. Do you know that one of the laws was that if you kidnap somebody, and if you took that person and you put them into servitude to you, the Lord says as such a one is, kill him. Woo! If that would have gotten preached during the 1800s, you wouldn't have had slavery, but that wasn't preached. Because the other law allowed people to be able to enable the fruits of their own soul against the justice of God and the humanity to people. Huh? You know, some people say our criminal justice system is too tough. I can tell you it's not always fair. It does lean unrighteously to privileged people. It absolutely does. If you don't believe that, you need to just read about it and understand it. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that hardcore criminals should be released and sex perverts back out to pray again upon innocent children. There has to be justice. He says, do justly. Love mercy. You can be just and be merciful. Right? You can be just and be merciful. I've said it many times, someone breaks into my house they their arm, they're going down. But then I'm going to be merciful on them. But they're going down. Because we're Christians and believers, it doesn't mean that we're passive to the point that we lay down the justice of God. The Lord was very clear in it. Very clear in it and to walk humbly with your God. Walk is the same word as work. To work out your faith humbly with God. To walk with God means to do the things of God. But to do them with justice and mercy for other people, generosity brings the favor of God. The covenant favor of God The perils, the treasures, those blessings, they're buried right there in the righteousness and the justice of God. You want the favor of God? Walk with mercy and justly before God. One other scripture, and we're going to go our way. Actually, two. Luke 4.18, please. I preached on this a little while ago. We're still dealing with the favor of God. We're just taking it because you know why? Because the favor of God is such a blessing to the body of Christ. And it's dealt with as if it's trite and small when it's all about the favor of God in our relationship with him. It's not about being religious. It's not about, it is about being secure in our salvation, but it's more than that. It's about having an abundant life in him and the favor of God in your life right now for every situation and everything and for you to have a future that knows it's the favor of God. Listen to me, some of you need to hear this. I know it's hard and the older you get and the more alone you are, you begin to get insecure, you begin to wonder what about and you see other people that are, you know, just pining away and they don't think they have any. Listen to me, if you're walking in covenant with God, that's never gonna happen to you. Let it hit hard. It's never going to happen to you. It's never going to happen to you. You're never going to be like a dog lapping the water out of a pond or a puddle. God will take care of you. I promise you that. Because you walk in the covenant favor of God. Don't let that overwhelm you. Don't let that bother you. Don't let it when you're up against the wall and you begin to wonder, is anything going to change? Is this going to happen? Don't let it put you back. Keep remembering who you are. Walk, walk in the Lord. Did we get uh, Luke 4.18, please? This is Jesus. Remember, it's out of Isaiah. He opened up, he read the scroll, he put it down because it hadn't yet come but the time is. And in Luke 4, 6, he reads and he professes in the temple, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, Jesus, to preach the gospel to the poor, the good news. He has sent me to heal, to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, those who have addictions, those who are bound up in fear. Those who are bound up in their history. Those who are bound up in bad parental relationships. Those who are bound up in bad spousal relationships. Those who've been rejected. Those, we could go on, those who are addicted. He says, I've come to proclaim liberty to them. I've got a word. Beloved, you're that word now. You're the one preaching the gospel. You're the one who has the authority and the power to bring that word upon people's lives. Don't brand and label somebody by the experience of who they are right now. Brand and label them by the authority and the power of the word of God that's in you sight now. Don't call them an addict, call them set free. Don't call them a drunk, call them one who's walking clear. Don't call them a sinner and foul, call them somebody who is righteous in God, Jesus Christ. Declare unto them their new identity and declare it to the heavens and put it in your spirit. Believe it, repeat it, affirm it. How? In covenant with God. Not covenant with man. You're saying, but pastor, they're rejecting me. It doesn't matter. You have a covenant with God. And God keeps his word. And John 5.15 tells it very clear. If you have the prayer for the one, the brother, who has not sinned to sin unto death, ask me for that soul and I will give it to you. I've stand on that, I've stood on it with my children, my children's children, I stand on it with my family, I stand on it with the people in this church, I stand on it with you, with your families. God will give you, he says, that soul. That's how much power and authority that you have. Because of your covenant relationship with God. Don't see what you see, don't hear what you hear. But see what you don't see and hear what you don't hear, because that's the faith. That's faith that's working. That's faith that walks in the Spirit of God. And a recovery of the sight to the blind, those who don't know Jesus, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Next verse. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I taught you a few weeks ago, acceptable is the favor of God. It is the abundant favor of God, the acceptable, the favorable. Year of the Lord. You have entered into that relationship, into that year, into that season with God. He's telling you to proclaim it. He's proclaiming it. Now walk in it. Walk in it. Come on. Walk in it. Not only do you have the Spirit of God with you, you're in the right place and time of God. It has all come together. It's merged together. And the Lord is telling you, you walk in that now finally finally this would you please turn to isaiah starting in chapter 41 verse 10 isaiah now something very terrible and horrible happened a couple days ago and an old man 82 years old had someone breaking into his wife who wanted his house who wanted to kill his wife Nancy Pelosi she wasn't there he was wise enough to dial 911 and leave his phone on so that they could hear what was going on the police got there in two minutes right when the man was struggling with him for a hammer when the police said to drop it he instead began to beat him cracked his skull his arms and his hands he was there to kill his wife The speaker of the house. I don't know about you but my first inclination was to pray for both of them. Thank God she wasn't there and to thank God that the police got there quick and that this 82 year old man, somebody's father, somebody's grandfather, a woman's husband, that they would be able to put him back together again. Very interesting what came out of that. Some of it was disgusting. It became political. Both sides. All of a sudden, it's about the radicalness of the right. That man had nothing about being right. He was anti-Semitic. He was anything but right. He's just the same that anybody is. He's just a, a wicked, lost, embittered criminal. That's what he is. Can God save him? Yeah, I hope he gets sent to Sam. Sam got a word for him. That's where I hope he goes, right? Yeah, Yeah, when I hear this stuff about these really bad criminals, I said, send them to Sam, Lord. Send them to Brother Sam. Send them to Brother Sam. Listen, this is what came out of the speaker yesterday. She quoted and she said, thank you for your prayers. She said, I'm traumatized and we're scared. I believe her traumatized and scared somebody breaks through your house and starts beating your spouse with a hammer that's traumatic that's a human being that's a person and she said but we're gaining strength i'm gaining strength on this promise of god that isaiah spoke this is what she quoted fear not for i am with you Be not dismayed, be not traumatized, be not scared. For I'm your God, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now go to verse 13. For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. That's what she turned to. I'm sure she's Catholic. I'm sure her pastor, her priest ministered and intended to the family, and that's the word they got. That came out of the speaker's mouth, and you know what? That's a message we can hold on to. You know, my prayer is that we begin to hear these kind of messages out of all of these politicians up there. Amen. Fear not, for I, the Lord, your God, will hold your hand fear not I will help you out of the injustice comes justice out of the darkness comes light out of the pain and suffering comes redemption amen that's what I saw out of that and I said Lord let it soak in let it soak in no no not just to her and her family let it soak in to everyone who has ears that no matter who you are, there's a safety net because of the covenant of Jesus Christ. Because of the covenant of Jesus Christ, amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word of God. We thank you, Father, that you're a covenant-keeping God and that you say because of your covenant and your loving kindness that you will never forsake us or leave us. How great your loving kindness is as David cried out. How great it is when he finally yelled, Lord, you will never forsake me. You won't forsake us because of how great your loving kindness is, your mercy, your just, your grace. We thank you for it, Lord. We bless you for it, Lord. Father, tattoo it within our spirits. Let us know, Father, that the favor of God is a new creation birthright in Jesus Christ. That we're not those who walk with our heads low. That's not humility. We walk with our heads bowed before you and lifted high in the presence and the power and the praise of God, knowing that victory is ours. Father, bless, bless each and every person here, old and young. Father, we entrust our youth to you. We thank you, Father, that you'll go with them always. No matter what they experiment with, no matter what they do, you will be with them, and they will know you're with them. And when the times come in their lives to make choices, that the Holy Spirit will be nudging and pulling at them. Father, we bless those who are online with us, and we ask you to bless them and their families. And we thank you, Father, that for us in our house, and they're in their houses, and all of our houses, that we shall serve the Lord. We thank you, Father, that there's no such thing as a generational curse now to those who believe in Jesus Christ. Those curses are broken and the promises of God are yea and amen. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be those who are afraid of what tomorrow brings because tomorrow is another day in your quiver. It's another gift to us of life. And you promise us an abundant life, oh God, not one that we have to worry about tomorrow. We thank you for it, Lord. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name.